back at it again. It's another edition of the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show here, August the 9th, 2017, getting down to the nitty-gritty. I am your host, R.I.C. Rick Saratella, in the place to be. Whew, exciting times here. Of course, check us out over at the NFLDraftBible.com. We have all of your college football NFL training camp updates going on there. Of course, exclusive interviews and the player spotlight shows. We've been having quite a few uh, talented players on the player spotlight show leading up to the season, counting you down here. And, of course, August 26th, it all kicks off. We'll be on location up 95 North, University of Massachusetts, Hawaii at UMass, on location, NFL Draft Bible. We'll be at two dozen games this upcoming college football season, and hopefully we make it out to a Pirates game. That would be the East Carolina Pirates, our guest today, Galen Elmore. Galen Elmore, Stort for the Memory Banks. That's what we do here on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show, bringing you the names you need to know first. Since 2002, we're going to get to know Galen, a little bit more as we welcome him here onto the Defiance Fuel Hotline. Welcome to the show, Galen. How are we doing today? I'm doing good. I appreciate the opportunity. I'm really, really honored to be a part of it. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate all you all you guys do for, for guys looking to get to the next level. Well, that's what we like to do here. Of course, uh, NFL Draft Bible affiliated with the College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium. Uh, 130 NFL scouts down there. This past year, 30 of 32 NFL teams, and while we just had only three players drafted, 88, 88 College Gridiron Showcase alumni in NFL training camp. Uh, right now, I should say 89 because Corin Brooks of Texas Permian Basin, now with the Giants, signed this morning, shipped them up from Texas. Their first year playing in uh college football so uh, that's what we like to do here galen elmore a guy on the nfl draft bible radar uh lots to discuss here 38 career games at the university of minnesota uh nine starts uh 39 tackles nine and a half tackles for loss four sacks a guy expected to play on the edge here for the pirates very strong diverse pass rush repertoire from what i've seen galen i know uh, you're not just a bull rush guy using your strength. You have quite the hand movement, dip, rip, even a spin move there. So let's start off there with your game. Any NFL scouts tuning in, listening to the show, which they do, could be finding out about you for the first time. Maybe it's a regional scout. They already do know about you. They want to know more. But we just talked about your pass rush repertoire. What do you think are some of the strong points of your game? Um, I think – some one of the strongest parts of my game is just the ability to play all up and down the line. Like if you look at my film, um, I've played, I've played head up on the center. I've played a one, I've played a shade, I've played a three, four, five, five, nine, all, all across the board in our different schemes. And I've had a decent amount of production at all of them. Um, and I think, um, with my, my ability, I think, um, well, from what I've been told, I've, translate a little bit more inside uh, at the next level and having to put on some weight and strength and things like that. But I think being an outside guy, basically my whole life, I have a different type of fluidity in my motion and being a bat, having a basketball player background, you talked about my spin. That's one of my favorite moves and what I go to uh, really try to get O-linemen in space and out of position. Um, 
I don't know. I I think I just I just think I bring a lot of versatility and ability to move up and down the line and fit into different schemes and things like that. Now, of course, you're making the move over from Minnesota to ECU this this season, and uh, you guys had a quite successful season last year at Minnesota, nine and four, uh, five wins in the Big Ten, which is not easy to do, and of course, capping it off with a big bowl win there in the Holiday Bowl over Washington State. Uh, what kind of intangibles and leadership uh, ability do you think now that you can bring over from Minnesota to ECU? Of course, uh, head coach Scotty Montgomery entering his second season now under the helm there, but uh, three and nine first year with him taking over his second season, bringing in a, a handful of transfer uh, players such as yourself now. Uh, what are the expectations and goals heading into the season? Um, really to live up to our potential because we, I mean, guys with the in-house really know what we're capable of and the type of ability and talent that we have here. Um, so our goal is really just to to live up to our own hype, you know, like with a lot of transfers coming in and a lot of senior leadership in general. Um, there's a lot of a lot of guys who can do a lot of great things for us here. Um, and I, I honestly would like to say, like, I wasn't a part of last season or wasn't here, but um, I don't think that was uh, – real representation of what's coming from coach Montgomery here at this program and what they have building here. Um, leadership is something that I'm really big on and really have taken my, like a big part of my game. And that's really a big part of who I am. I've always been raised that way. Um, and in that environment, <clears throat> as a younger guy, as a freshman, you really can't do that. Um, you got to kind of earn that ability. And I even switched positions my first camp. So I was moving from offense to defense Um so I went from offense to defense and then still was able to learn the position, play that year, um, but also gain credibility from guys in the room to be able to be someone who can speak out a little bit and, and uh, push guys and, and be a leader when that opportunity comes. And um, three years later, I'm here at ECU and I'm looking to do the same thing, you know, and really um, help some young guys who need a little bit of guidance that have the ability, but really just help them and, make them better players from when I'm gone. I'm not really one to try to come to ECU and um, just play one year, get what I can out of it, and then basically leave. I want to leave an impact and, and build relationships here with people. And um, I think that's what we're all – all of our, our grad chances are off to a good start doing is being leaders in the locker room and on the field and how everything's done. We're talking to Galen Elmore, defensive lineman for ECU, Big six foot six, two hundred and eighty pounds, agile and versatile. Uh, Galen, you know uh, Philip Nelson is a guy that I keep in contact with. Of course, making that transfer from Minnesota to ECU. I'm curious if uh, you had a chance to talk to Philip at all during the process. Did you pick his brain at all? What it would be like to transfer to ECU? Because I know quite a few schools were after your services. Uh, how did you come about choosing the Pirates? Yeah, um, unfortunately, I didn't have the opportunity to talk to Phil, and I think it was uh, probably probably because I didn't I didn't need um, like once I got to know the guys here at ECU, it was a pretty clear cut decision for me. Um, so yeah, um, Phil, it's kind of a funny situation because I mean I got recruited as a tight end, so I knew of him very well, but he ended up leaving the year I got there, so our paths like just barely missed each other. Um, and then he got here, and then when I got here, everyone asked asked about that relationship and how that was going. But 
Um, just how I ended up at ECU was um, really the staff and their um, the way they laid things out of how to help me grow as a football player, but also to help me grow as a man and the things they could teach me and help me with. Because um, that's really what it comes down to the older you get in college football. It's not really just about being the best football player you can be. It's about growing and, and being the best man you, you can be. So when football is done, you can seamlessly transition into life and, and be a, a contributing person. But that, um, but also the fact that we had other grad transfers really considering here, um, it really helped. Like we all, a lot of us talked through the process and talked with each other and it was like, all right, if you go here, I'll go here. Cause that, that means I have someone who can, uh, I can grind with who is, has the same goals that I have, because that's the big question when you're looking at a new program is like, what type of culture do they have here? How do people work? Am I going to be alone in the way I do things and the way I approach the game and just being able to meet some other seniors who look at things the way I, I looked at them or like worked as hard as I worked or I knew that I would have comrades coming into this process that were going through something I was going through. That was huge. And they were all pretty highly recruited transfers as well. And then we all agreed the opportunity to have a major impact at a, a program that it meant more to. Like we all could have, like other guys could have went to BCS programs. I could have went to some of the top schools in the country. And it was just, it came down to like, yeah, I can go there, but it's just going to be a one-and-done type situation. It's not going to be an impact. It's not going to be something I, where I have a family where I can come back and watch them play and be a part of, be a part of what they're doing. Um, it was really just a free agency one year, like, help us out, we'll help you, and then send you on your way. So just uh, that family atmosphere here at ECU was really huge. Yeah, and you talk about the family atmosphere, of course, uh and the leadership ability. Now we had another guy, Drew Wolitarski, that was down at the College Gridiron Showcase. He's now up in Winnipeg, of course, a very outspoken guy and a guy that took the leadership roles like yourself during all the drama around that Gophers program last season. But a handful of guys and former teammates have gone on to the NFL from that Gophers team. Uh, Jalen Myrick, a guy that you know had a great combine and, and winded up getting drafted uh, by the Jaguars, I believe. Uh, Jonah Persig, a guy who went on, I think he's in Tennessee Titans mm-hmm. camp. And, of course, yourself now going into your final year, getting ready for the NFL draft process. Of course, you have the, the the final season to go through and get to. But, of course, you know, that process is still there in the back of your mind. I'm just curious, have you had a chance to talk to any of your former teammates in terms of, what it's like entering your final season, dealing with the uh, scouting process, what to expect come January once that calendar year rolls over and you, you turn the page and, and get involved in that part of the process. Yeah, um, I've been fortunate enough to play with a lot of guys who've gone, had the opportunity to go to the next level. And um, I even have some old guys who went to the same high school that I did that are in the NFL now and that I could reach out to if I needed. But I really don't try to bug those guys too much because I know that they they have a lot of on their shoulders right now because uh, you're not given – like there's no day that's a given in the NFL. Anything can happen any day or any point in time. So I really, I really just try to stay off and not bug those guys. And for me, it's really just um, like I – yes, the NFL dream has always been my dream since I was a little baby, my parents could tell you, but um, – I know how close I am. I know that it's right there, but I also I've seen people 
in, in my own eyes, do it the wrong way and worry too much about it um, and, and really focus on that their whole year. To me, I just had to go out there, play, have fun, help this, help this team be as best as it possibly can, and then um, come after season wherever things line up and depending on my play, like hopefully I get a shot at the next level. But it's not – I think when you strain, you, you really put yourself in a tough situation and, and a bad scenario. I'm just – I'm just looking to have the best senior year possible, and then and then we'll see what happens after the season. Galen Elmore, East Carolina Pirates defensive lineman here on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show with your host, Rick Saratella. And, of course, uh, the AAC with a handful of quality, quality opponents you guys will face. Of course, the Temple Owls, the uh, Houston Cougars. Wait till you get a load of this quarterback from Houston. USF to South Florida quarterback Galen. He's going to be a handful to stop. Of course, West Virginia, mm-hmm. Virginia Tech on the docket as well this season. Uh, but you know, coming out of that Big Ten, you mentioned a handful of guys you played with went on to the NFL. Also, a lot of guys you played against. You know, we saw Greg Ciano's comments about how his defensive line up there in Ohio State is better than the defensive line he had when he was coaching the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But they had a, a, a great plethora of offensive linemen that have gone on to the NFL. I'm just curious who are, uh, who is somebody or, or a team or individual opponent that has been a tough opponent to face during your career that you went up against. And, and that kind of stands out looking back at it, you know, making that transition from the big 10 to the AAC, very high talent in, in both conferences, but are, who, who are some of those matchups that stand out to you looking back at it? Um, Initially, right in my mind pops up the uh, national championship, uh, Ohio State offensive line. That offensive line, um, towards the end of the season, was really, really gelling. Um, they were playing really well, and we got them towards the end of that schedule. And actually, that was my sophomore year, so that that was my first game playing inside in college. So um, I had the opportunity to play D-tackle and officially play D-tackle, like not just a package, but like play D-tackle the whole game against that front, um, that was a really big welcome to the Big Ten moment. Um, that that was a grinder of a game. Uh, it was a good battle. We, I mean, we battled um, there at, at Columbus. Um, late night game came down to the last possession, really, and we, didn't, we knew that was a really, really good team and, and had really good players, but we didn't know what they were going to go on to do. And after that season, looking at what they did and looking at how we – battled them really from start to finish um and a few calls go the other way we might actually win that game um just to look back on the season afterwards and realize hey we we did a pretty good job being undermanned against that team so that that team really that offensive line really stands out to me I mean I, I want to say they had three three guys going to the NFL from that team or that O-line alone um and the other two might have one year left so um, that was a very talented team. And then um, last year playing against Ryan Ramchick um, from Wisconsin, just um, mm-hmm. just his – like obviously he was highly touted being a first-round first draft pick, but just playing against him and, and seeing what type of – like technician and the way you have to approach the game when you play against top-tier NFL talent. Um, he was a guy that was really good with his hands and really smooth with his, with his feet. So – um, that's another one that really comes to mind that was a little bit more recent. Yeah, I mean, stacking up against Ramchek, obviously, like you said, a first-round pick. How did you feel like you fared 
in that matchup in terms of, you know, measuring yourself going up against a, a top tier guy like that? Um, I think I, I think I did really, really well against the run. Um, and like, like a lot of people say, I need to improve a little bit of my pass rush product productivity and producing in that. Um, I think that game, I really, really slacked a little bit in the, in the past game situation, but I felt really, really stout against him in the run, in the run game. And we did for the whole first half, our defense did a really good job against them. Unfortunately, in the second half, that's when I, um, when I got injured, uh, like the first drive of the second half. So I didn't get a chance to go against them in the second half when it, when it really, really counted. But, um, for the reps I had against them, I was I was pretty happy with my um, the way I did my job uh, against them and against their the rest of their O line. Their O line is really good, and they'll be towards the top in the country this year again. So um, we, I mean, it's a rivalry game, so a lot of guys put up. Uh, it's it means a lot to a lot of people, and and we put up a good fight. Um, just didn't turn out the way we wanted it. Talking to Galen Elmore, defensive lineman out of ECU, kind enough here to spend a few minutes with us after uh, a practice, I believe, coming off of practice here. Just uh, another question or two for you here, Galen. How about uh, off the field, you know, what do you like to do when you're not playing football, watching football? you have any hobbies or activities you like to do during your downtime? Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm a big um... – I'm a pretty religious guy and I'm pretty serious about my faith. So free time, I like, like to hang out with people who uh, push me in that area of my life um, and make me better. But also um, things when we can get the opportunity in season is pretty hard, but to go to church and be in that environment or um, something that's really pushed me to do is read a lot more. I've never been a big fan of that, but um, so like if the older you get, the more you realize like uh, reading increases your knowledge and knowledge is power. So I've tried to read a lot more. But other than that, I'm a big, like, movie watcher. Love watching movies. YouTube, I I can watch uh, highlights and, and videos like that all day on YouTube. I actually um, recently bought a GoPro, and I've started to try to make my own videos and things like that. That's a, one of my big hobbies. And um, other than that, it's just, like, TV streaming sites um, and video games. That's, that's really all I do. I'm a pretty low-key guy. Um, don't – I like to hang out with people, but I don't like I don't like going out too much. It's not really my seat. Um, so yep. yeah, I'm just okay. laid back, like to like to chill. Very cool. Uh, Hard Knocks was last night, a season debut. Did you have a chance to check that out at all? Is that something that you will tune into? Yeah, definitely. As soon as we get some more off time, I love watching that. Let's see. I actually just finished the All or Nothing series on um, Amazon. Mm-hmm. That was, they did really well with that. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited to watch Hard Knocks this year. Didn't get a chance to yesterday because we went pretty late yesterday. Um, the camp season's a grind, man. I don't even know what day it is. But, yeah. Um, yeah, man, I, I love Hard Knocks. Can't wait to actually tune in and watch that sometime here soon. Yeah, it was pretty good, you know, because you figured you've seen it all before, so it's it's kind of hard to get excited about what could possibly be new. But first episode i'm excited i enjoyed it thoroughly and uh san francisco 49ers also doing their own hard knocks on on their website i believe it's called brick by brick so really check that out yeah yeah there you go so uh you know galen wrapping it up here final question for you we always like to end every uh episode with this question because you never know who's listening and of course all of our 
player spotlight profile shows get sent out to all the NFL teams. They really enjoy our content, but, uh, you know, NFL GM could be tuned in listening right now. I like to give you the platform, the stage to sell us on you. And if I'm an NFL general manager, why should I be selecting Galen Elmore come uh, April? Um, I, I'm just simply say like my best football is yet to come. Um, I'm still working on it each and every day. And I think a big part of my game is that I haven't had a lot of stability in, in my position. Like I, my freshman year, I changed positions to a DN. Sophomore year, had to play D-tackle the whole year. Junior year was very tumultuous throughout the season. So this year is my last year, and I just think that um, I think that once once somebody takes a chance on me that they'll get a very hardworking guy that can be a leader on and off the field. But ultimately, someone who's not whose potential isn't fully shown, who isn't um, a complete football player yet, and isn't you haven't seen 100% of my game. Um, and I haven't either, so I'm, ex- I'm excited for that and that opportunity. But um, also someone that's 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 physical but versatile, where I where I could fit into a lot of different things and a lot of different schemes and move up and down the line. And I think that's something that's very appealing in today's game and being a, being able to do that. Um, I mean, I could be a day in day out three technique, but also be a four eye or if, depending on the team, I could play in. Um, so. Just that versatility, uh, the type of person I am and the character I have. And I know um, watching a lot of like things like hard knocks and things like that and trying to stay close with the NFL is that you want guys who you don't have to worry about um, when they're not in your vision. And that's that's me through and through. You don't have to worry about me. I'm going to put in my work. I'm going to do what I need to do. And um, I'm, I'm hungry, man. It's it's not just about me. It's, it's, it's a lot of people that put a lot of time into me and, and having a God who's faithful, I'm just excited to uh, see what see what's next in life for me. Well, uh, we're excited for the upcoming season. We look forward to uh, following this journey of yours heading into your year at ECU, and hopefully we can make it out to a Pirates game. If not, please do keep us posted. We'll we'll be keeping tabs and updates with you on the NFLDraftBible.com and. Uh, Galen Elmore, thank you for joining us here on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show. I know you guys started camp this week, so your schedule is very, very hectic. Please do get some rest in between and uh, look forward to uh, chatting with you soon, my man. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity. And, um, yeah, thank you guys again for all you do. And um, best of luck to you guys this season. And um, safe travels as well, as you said, that you're going to go to a bunch of different games. I hope you guys have good experiences. and and um, have a productive season. Hey, we appreciate that. And, uh, yes, we will be on the road two dozen games coming up on the NFL Draft Bible.com. Galen Elmore, uh, very intriguing football conversation, very intriguing prospect here for the upcoming 2018 NFL Draft, and that's what we've been doing since 2002. Yes, it's true, our 17th season. Covering the NFL draft, it's it's hard to imagine, but uh, we are in the thick of things with the NFL training camps. We're making visits to college campuses, getting ready to kick off that college football tour. As we mentioned, August 26th, Hawaii at UMass, of course. The 2018 College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium, January 6th through the 10th. 30 of 32 NFL teams this past year, 130-plus NFL scouts, uh, 
88 College Gridiron Showcase. I'm sorry, 89 College Gridiron Showcase alumni now in the NFL training camp. So not too late to nominate a player. We have the initial watch list up there, tgsallstar.com. Uh, we'll be expanding that list. We've been uh, doing the positional previews here on Block Talk Radio, of course, on uh, iTunes and SoundCloud, YouTube, over at the All Access Football Channel. We've been running through the positional previews. We'll have more episodes coming up. We'll have more player spotlight shows on the way, so make sure you follow along on social media at NFL Draft Bible. Of course, the website, NFLDraftBible.com, and it's been another edition of the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show with your host, Rick Severtel, until the next time, everybody, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you.